BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Crystal Knight and welcome back to the show brought to you by Newsweek. This week, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis announced that he is officially throwing his hat into the 2024 presidential ring. He made his announcement on Twitter in a room hosted by Twitter's now CEO, Elon Musk. But other notable things, or not so notable, that Ron DeSantis has done, he has continued to sign into law bad legislation. I stated last week that I would be doing a two-week, two-part series about some of the legislation that he has signed into law. Last week, we talked about the anti-DEI bills and anti-education bills. And this week, I want to zero in on immigration and what's happening in his state. I speak with a group that's focused on immigrant rights. I also speak with one of Florida's congressional representatives about what he's doing to fight back against Governor DeSantis's bad bills and what he can do at the federal level to make sure that there are protections not only for immigrants, but Americans across this country. I also zero in on what is absolutely happening with the debt crisis. As many of you know, America is set to default on our loans because our government refuses to come to a consensus with President Biden. And when I say our government, I really mean the Republicans. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, I want us to listen in to this important conversation about what's happening with this anti-immigration bill that has just been signed into law. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This week, I am speaking with Yadira Sanchez. She is the executive director of Poder Latinx. Welcome to the show. Hi, Crystal. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Yadira, I wanted you to come on to the show this week because, one, you're based in Florida, and there are a lot of things that have been happening in your state, particularly on a number of fronts from your governor. Governor Ron DeSantis has been passing um, very restrictive legislation. Um, but I, this week, I really want to talk about the immigration bill that he just signed into law. That's SB 1718, which is really, it's just anti-immigration. It's anti-immigrant. Um, it is far-reaching in a number of the things that it does um, beyond you know making sure that folks are stopped as they are traversing or traveling across the state, even if they were issued an out-of-state driver's license, this law allows officers to question that license. It also um, produces fines for people who have um, 
undocumented people on jobs. It also creates fines for people who are trying to help undocumented people either coming in or leaving the state. Um, those are just a few of the, the very grim and dark things that this bill does. But as the ED of Poder Latinx, I really wanted you to provide our listeners with your response. What do you think about this bill? How does it affect the constituencies that you serve? And what are you doing to fight back against this? Yeah, um, definitely. We've seen in recent years uh, the immigrant community facing very anti-immigrant rhetoric and legislation, as you mentioned, especially in the state of Florida. Um, our team there has severely been impacted by SB 1718, and um, it has been signed by Governor DeSantis, um, a real proof that he is ignoring the contributions that the immigrant community has made for Florida, um, it just in order to gain political points uh, prior to the presidential election, which is a, a big shame, to be honest, extremely dangerous because uh, this legislation is an example of what um, Governor DeSantis could implement um, if gained the presidency. But as you mentioned, this um, this law that will take effect July 1st uh, includes provisions that will require employers to use E-Verify mm -hmm. to determine um, employment eligibility. Uh, we also know hospitals will collect data on immigration status when admitting patients. Now there is an option to select um, not choose not to not to um, state yes or no if you are undocumented. However, we know firsthand that immigrants are going to feel this, uh, you know, afraid to go to the hospitals and get sometimes a very uh, vital healthcare service in the time of need. We also know transporting and harboring people who are still navigating the immigration system uh, could be a felony. Uh, punishable up to 15 years in prison. Mm -hmm. uh, pro there's also prohibiting funding for community ID uh, programs at the state and county levels, invalidating, like you mentioned, uh, legally issued out-of-state license for Floridians without uh, a regulated immigration status, and um, also requiring uh, for us doing this work, um, affirmation of U.S. citizenship and legal Florida resident status for, or, for in order for us to register folks um, in allowing law enforcement agencies to collect DNA samples from people detained under federal, um, you know, un under a federal detainer. Um, so it's really harmful to the community. We are seeing um, this rise of, of, of these laws, you know, right before the presidential elections. And it's not by coincidence, it's very by designed. Mm -hmm. And us at Poder Latinx, uh, we're not giving up. We know our community is resilient. Uh, we know one in five residents in Florida are immigrants, uh, which is 57%, more than 57% of that are, is Latinx. And we know that Florida cannot give itself a luxury of removing immigrants from its labor force uh, because immigrants don't just belong here immigrants and families are florida right. uh, so we are actively working with the latinx community to bring awareness to this issue to this law um 
in, in, uh, and not just in Florida, but across the country, because we know whatever happens in Florida, the other other states are watching and right. they're taking note. And this is extremely harmful for immigrants across the country of what is ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, similar bills could rise in other states, even nationally through executive order. Again, if um, Governor DeSantis becomes president, which right. is, again, very scary. Uh, but that is just some of the things that we are working on with organization, continuing the fight and not giving up. Um, we're definitely going to continue informing immigrants of their rights. We're going to continue fighting back in any possible way that we can through the courts, uh, through our organizing, through our mobilization, raising our voice and really mobilizing the community to take action. Yeah. Well, well thank you for just that opening. That's really helpful to put into context as people are, are thinking about how this bill affects all of Florida, not just, you know, the immigrant community. But one of the things that you said, you talked about job sites in the workforce. One in five Floridians are undocumented. Um, that's a that's a large swath of the population. We also understand that many of the folks who are undocumented are also working. They're working in a number of different roles. And so to have this law take effect in July, there will be a gap in workforce. And how will that, how do you foresee that affecting the Florida economy just by sheer, you know, ability of people who are, who might be scared, not only on the undocumented side, but also on the employer side, how would that affect not only tourism, but just labor construction projects that are already ongoing in the works and people are afraid of either being fined or being pulled off of a job and potentially jailed. How would that affect the economy at large? It's definitely going to have a severe impact of Florida's economy, which is why this law is so really ridiculous and and, and not um, common sense at all. Uh, but want to want to make sure that I clarify: one in five residents in Florida are immigrants. Got it. Not all okay. immigrants are undocumented, Got but it. yes, uh, one in five is is a huge. It's a it's a big number, mm -hmm. uh, and what that means is that we have mixed status families like some of us might be residents some of us might be citizens some of us might be undocumented but overall it impacts the family unit um, if you are living with someone who's undocumented if you have parents or relatives who for example are in the trucking industry right. they have to go uh, their livelihoods, they're risking their families, the separation of families. And we've seen like the separation of families impacts citizens, impacts um, the household um, finances, because if parents are separated, what happens to the children? We've seen this play out very unfortunate uh, in other states. And we have seen through history, we have seen through other states, the negative impact, the scarring that it will have on, on families who are torn apart because of laws like um, SB 1718. Um, so we definitely know the economy will have a, a an impact. And overall, I would remind folks that Immigrants pay taxes, uh, they're business owners, they're employers, they're healthcare workers, mm -hmm. uh, they're construction workers, they're students. Right. Um, something else that Governor DeSantis wants to do is uh, not allow um, DACA recipients who 
have gone to law school to practice law. So wow. that all of these things are really packed into a law that is just made, it's designed to make the life of immigrants very difficult. Um, and like I said, it is very dangerous because the workforce is needed. Mm -hmm. uh, families, uh, citizens deserve to li be living in peace with their family and, and not be really have to make a decision to leave. And unfortunately, that is some of the conversations some families are having in Florida. Are they safe? Like, mm -hmm. are they going to be separated? Like, what are they going to do? What are the children going to do? What, what you know, mothers are going to do if they're left behind mm -hmm. uh, without a breadwinner and, and, and vice versa, right? If um, the mother leaves and so forth. Uh, so this is a very unfortunate um, time, to be honest, in Florida. Anytime that we've seen anti-immigrant bills, like we know it has a devastated effect, but there's also an opportunity for us to stand up and fight back and harness that leadership. And this is an opportunity for all Floridians to really step up to say, no, this is not this is not us, this is not morally right, this is not economically stable for the state, mm -hmm. and to fight back um, we have an upcoming election and we're definitely going to hear our voices um, up loud and clear at the ballot box. Absolutely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, you know, Yadira, over the last couple of days, we've seen um, the National Association for Colored Folks, NAACP, issue a warning to black Americans not to travel to the state of Florida, that Florida is not safe for black people. Do you hear that same rallying cry on the Latinx side for immigrants, undocumented people, or even families who are already there that Florida just isn't safe. It's not a safe place to travel. It's not a safe place to live if you are a person of Latinx heritage. Um, I mean, this law is going to make it very uh, significantly dangerous um, for immigrants, especially undocumented immigrants, uh, to travel in and out the state. Again, just the fact that you can get a felony charge up to 15 years in prison. Uh, this goes beyond like just the separation and deportation of folks. Mm -hmm. uh, but that specific intimidation, like, you know, statuses are going to be taken at hospitals, like safe, not only in the sense of being separated, but safe in the sense of like getting sometimes very dire medical help if you are in an accident or you are not feeling well. Mm -hmm. um, we know that could have a devastated effect. Um, and it's very difficult because Florida is a beautiful state. Florida is a paradise. Right. Um, it is meant for people, all people, immigrants, Black people, 
you know, it's the state that belongs to its people, not, you know, to certain legislators. So it's really hard for us to say, don't go to Florida because we can't forget the Floridians that don't have the luxury of leaving, right. uh, leaving the state. Mm -hmm. So we, we definitely are, you know, are, for our form, the way that we are fighting back is making sure that we inform and educate folks on this particular law mm -hmm. and just provide tools to the community. We know, again, this is an opportunity to organize mm -hmm. and we can fight this. We've seen other states come back from laws like this. California had a similar law, Prop 187 in the 90s. We saw Arizona SB 1070 as well. And now we see the states passing better laws. California is leading, right, on the immigration front right. of protective laws for immigrants. So we can come back, uh, but we really need to step up and organize. Like we can't give up. We definitely can't give up. This is a time where we need to stand up and support the immigrant community. Um, and and really get informed and registered and be ready to cast our ballots on uh, election day. And speaking of organizing, how do you view elected power, particularly um, or representation among the Latinx community in support of fighting back against a bill like this? How can elected officials of all backgrounds um, how can they help? But also, how can you encourage or how are you encouraging people who are of Latinx descent to, to stay involved and stay engaged in this fight? Because we understand that, you know, fighting this in the streets is one thing and protesting and speaking out against it. But fighting it in the, you know, in the chambers is just as important, right? It's important to have elected representation and to have elected power to fight back and to get into a position where if the governor does sign this, you're able to veto it. Yeah, and this is why it's so important for us to stay engaged. Um, the elected officials work for us, for the people. That's right. Uh, so making sure that you're calling your elected officials and letting them know how appalled you are about this law, uh, letting them know that you're against it, you're supportive of immigrant communities and families, mm -hmm. uh, and this is not who Floridians are. Um, stepping up um, for when it comes to election, making sure your family and friends are informed and are, are registered and ready to cast a ballot um, navigating, um, simplifying, to be honest, that the voting process could help a lot of voters like cast their ballots right. and overall amplifying, like we have the power of social media. Right. Uh, we, we need to uplift and make sure that we're, we're, we're informing other folks that might not, uh, be up to date with the news. They might not, you know, if they're not, if you're not personally impacted on this, you might not know this is happening, but it is happening. And it, it's our jobs to also inform folks, uh, that, you know, that are in our network to make sure that they're also, uh, joining the fight. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities, uh, for folks to, to really support. And like I mentioned, please join our movement, go to poderlatinx.org and follow us on social media. We'll be definitely sharing opportunities for working in coalition in the state of Florida. Uh, Flick is really leading the fight. Uh, so we definitely, um, you know, we are working with other partners and, and we're not giving up. Like I mentioned, we, we're, we're going to fight, we're going to fight this and we're going to win. That's great. That's great. And, you know, I think that is a great rallying cry around, around why people should be engaged and, and encouraged 
to continue to pay attention to what's happening. And, you know, Yadira, at the, at the beginning of this conversation, you spoke about Governor DeSantis, and obviously everyone knows he's running for president. Um, and you talked about how dangerous he is for Florida already, but how dangerous potentially he could be if he were to receive the nomination, if he were to run, and, and God forbid if he was actually elected, how he would be dangerous for this country. And so a lot of times you're right. People say it's not my state. It's not my issue. I don't care. I'm unaffected. I don't know anyone, but I'd really like you to underscore just how important this is, not only for your state, but because of copycat legislation, we know that that is real. People see something pass in one state and the state legislative body or the governor gets excited and decides to do it in their state. But also, this is someone who is running at the national level. This is someone who wants to create or potentially create this law across this country. And what does this signal? What does it say to people who want to come into America? What does this say to people who are seeking a better life or refuge or whatever it is, the reason that they've chosen America as their home? How does a governor DeSantis, you know, what does his symbolism do for the public in this country and why people should be absolutely afraid of him advancing in this GOP presidential primary? Yeah, definitely. Governor DeSantis is using immigrants, uh, the immigrant community as a political pawn for his efforts in order to gain ahead of the presidential bid. This is igniting the base, the MAGA base that um, he's, he's swaying and courting. And definitely he's using Florida as an example of what he could do uh, nationally if he were to become elected. And this narrative will likely encourage um, like I mentioned, other states to to follow in in footsteps, uh, but also it's not just the immigrant community. It's so many other communities that have been recently back to back under attack by legislative legislative bills that have passed. Um, it's the abortion ban. It's right. uh, the attacks against the black community. It's the LGBTQ plus community. So it's not just one uh, community. And I really think uh, it's a danger again for everyone to have someone like this at the White House, someone who's not inclusive, respectful, and l literally not uh, living our, our morals, like our, our, our values, not really amplifying and, and living our values that we are as Americans. Uh, we are are a country of immigrants. That's how we were founded. And uh, we, we are a country of very diverse populations. And um, we need we need to take pride and have someone who is at the White House who is going to be respectful and really want us treat us equally and, and have this very diverse community thrive and, and, and flourish together. Uh, and Governor DeSantis is doing the opposite. So yes, states like California, like Washington and New York should be um, involved should be con concerned and very much um involved because it could impact everyone just because you're in a blue state doesn't mean national federal law legislation cannot impact you it could um and, and we saw that we saw that with donald trump we saw that with um That's you right. know the, uh the 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 not the last two years but that administration how the immigrant and many other communities were constantly on surveillance for for legislation and we were heading ourselves into back into that um unfortunate time if you know if we don't do something to 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 prevent it to be honest yeah if, if there are folks who are listening 
who are in a mixed family where there are residents or maybe there's someone who is undocumented and they want to be in touch with Poder, how can they be in touch with you? How can they be in, engaged with your fight in the state? What What is the call to action for people who are listening and saying, I know someone or it's me or I just care about this issue and I want to be involved? How can they get involved quickly to help with what's with, with the counter attack that's happening? Yeah, definitely. Our website, um, we have poderlarenex.org. We have uh, a join us. Uh, if you could please share your information, you're welcome to messages there. If you have individuals and folks uh, that you would want to connect with uh, specifically, we also have our social media platforms. Um, follow us on poder underscore Latinx on Instagram. Again, the, the message, you're, you have option to message us directly. Uh, we are looking for more folks to join the movement, to join the fight. So we'll be, we'll be sending, once you have your information, more updates for you to uh, get involved and engage. All right. Well, thank you so much, Yadir Sanchez. She is the executive director of Poder Latinx. Um, and she has been speaking with us about um, these anti-immigration bills and policies that Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida has been passing. And she has encouraged us on how to stay involved and continue to fight back against it. So, Yadira, I just want to say thank you so much for joining in and sharing with our listeners about ways that they can, you know, understand more, not only through your organization, but also ways that they can help um, fight back and help everyone um, across the state of Florida who is experiencing this on a multi-intersectional, um, you know, in a multi-intersectional way. So I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you, Crystal, for having this conversation and for having me on your show. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Crystal Knight Show brought to you by Newsweek. I'm Crystal Knight. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to the Crystal Night Show.